Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. This is the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the Whoa. world. We are an irreverent look at photography, or you're a reverent look at photography. So uh, join us while we while we chat a little bit about uh, all the things going on. Dustin, you recently told me that um, you shot video at a wedding, um, and it it was weird because like you had somebody come on at the last second, and you just weren't very confident about how the whole thing went down. Um, how'd that go for you, bud? Yeah, so. <sighs> Um, so normally when you have weddings, uh, and I could be just speaking from a place of, uh, being fortunate and lucky enough to have couples that just really like you and really want you to be a part of their day. They're, they're typically the ones hiring you. Um, and I had an unusual scenario, um, occur where, the the um, parents of one of the people hired me and I didn't think anything of it because I had done one of the siblings weddings the year prior and had a great experience uh, with everything. And so when this opportunity arose, I was like, I would love to be a part of your family's, you know, get together once again. Um, needless to say, not everybody wants video. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess in my mind, as someone who provides photo and video, uh, pretty often, uh, I just assumed when the offer transpired that everybody was on board with this decision and the couple didn't want video. And so the, the photographer for the wedding lived out of state, which was fine. You know, I've done out of state weddings, um, but he couldn't do the engagement photos until the week of the wedding, uh, which was unacceptable to the groom's mother who hired me. Um, so she, she hired me to do engagement photos. And so I took, I was like happy to do so because that gave me an opportunity to meet the couple in a more intimate manner, uh, photographed them, lovely couple, clicked, thought everything was great until we started talking about video. And they just were like, I thought you were only photograph only videoing the ceremony. And I was like, no, you get me for the whole day, you know, just like I did for your brother's wedding. And, um, they just weren't, they just weren't all about that. They just were like, we don't really want that. And I was like, well, I, I don't I was just put in such an awkward position. Cause I'm like, I've already been paid. Like, I, like, this is something like, I thought we were all on the same page and I, and just part, <laughs> part of this is my fault for just assuming, um, that this was a thing, but I'm like, if this is something you guys don't want, obviously like, you know, we need to figure this out. Um, so then like a month goes by, finally we like reconnect and they're just like, Hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page after talking through with you. You know, I think we can do most of the day, but just not all of the day. Um, and it just felt like I was kind of like begging to shoot their wedding. Like it felt like I was like, what can I, 
can I do this? Can I do that? So and they were nagging you? <laughs> no, it was just like, they were like, okay with the ceremony being filmed. But then it was like every other aspect of the wedding. I was like, hey, can I shoot the first look? Can I shoot portraits? Can I shoot this? And then like, and then they were like, kind of like, okay. But then like, as it got closer to the wedding, I was like being stripped. Everything was being stripped down. It was like, now I wasn't able to shoot the first look. Now I wasn't able to shoot portraits. Why um, wouldn't they want you to shoot the first look? That doesn't make any sense. So, so That's then like the, one of the most important parts of the day. Why wouldn't you want video of that? Video is yeah. so much more emotional and, than photos. And all of this is like me, like <sighs> me thinking like, oh, I just need to educate them on the importance of video. Like, um, like, you know, clearly just them seeing their brother's film was not enough. Like I need to express, like you guys are thinking about this in short term. Like, you know, we just don't want an extra person there. But like, it's so much more than that. Like you guys are going to want this five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. And especially when you're like, mother is like giving you this gift of video. It's not like you're even having to pay for it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, no, like they're like, we don't care. Like this is, and it was weird. Cause like, I never got to talk to the bride about any of this. Like it was all like, I would email the bride and then I would get a call from the groom. And so like obviously it was like something she didn't feel comfortable discussing with me. Or at least oh, that's how I, I took it. And yeah. so then like I showed up to the wedding and I just felt so uncomfortable the whole time, feeling like like just like unwanted, so to speak. And like I was constantly being like thanked by the like the mother of the groom who hired me just like, you know, I thank you so much for doing this. I know this isn't like your normal wedding. <laughs> and it was just like, I just felt, and, and then part of me, like the photographer came up and I kind of like talked to him about it just to kind of see if he had any insight for me as to why they hated me so much. Um, <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? He he didn't claim to know anything. He just was like, I don't think it's you. I think it was just sort of more like mom kind of overstepping and like, mm -hmm. you're like, they're kind of taking it out on you because you know, of that whole situation. And that was him purely implying off the story. He didn't know firsthand any of that. Um, so then it's like me just trying to decide, like, do I just try to do my best job as if I was shooting any other wedding? Do I try to respect their wishes and sort of be a fly on the wall and not be, you know, just kind of shooting from the sidelines, so to speak. Like it was just so much going through my head the whole day that I was like so mentally exhausted by the end of the day, like I wasn't even allowed to film open dancing. They wanted me to finish as soon as the main dances were over. They, they wanted like, so essentially they just wanted a ceremony video, a toast video and a dance video, which normally would be fine. But like my product that I provide is a highlight film of the whole wedding day, but I only mm -hmm. shot like half the wedding day. So it's like, I don't know what I'm going to, how, what I'm going to provide. But, but mainly the, the, the moral or the, the point of the story is not like the struggle that I'm going to go through to create this video. It's more of like, just like, how do you deal with, and I, maybe I pose this as a question to you, Steven, but like, how do you deal with like, when you just don't feel wanted at a wedding day? And maybe this is me and my own insecurities 
uh, and my own issues because like, like the photographer, when I, when I talked to him about this, it was like, you know, like you're hired to do something, just do it, like get over, like whatever it is going through your head, like just do what you're hired to do and just (laughs) do what, you know, and like other people I've talked to about this, they've been like, you know, why, like, I don't understand why you're so upset. Like you're literally paid to do less. Like you normally do like this whole thing and you're like, they're asking you to do less for the same amount of money. Like you should be like, this is awesome. But I guess it's just me as a perfectionist and me as like, when I do video, like I don't do video, like I'm not a normal videographer. Like I'm not like a mm-hmm. video company. Like when I do video, it's like, I do it because I want to do it, which is weird. I know, but I'm just, I'm Rustin McKibben and I'm not your normal videographer. Well, it's like with like a, like a normal <laughs> videographer, it's like, you know, all I shoot is wedding videos and like by year five, every wedding video looks the same. And with me, it's like, you know, because we're wedding photography, first and foremost, like when we do wedding videos, you know, we can only do like maybe five a year and we are very limited to how many we take and we're every year taking it less and less. Um, and so it's just like, and this one was special to me because I personally got to shoot it. It wasn't like I was sending one of our teams and and it was a personally family. got to shoot it or personally shot it because you didn't get booked to do photos on the same day so you had didn't want to hire somebody else to shoot it for you can you imagine how yeah. much better it would have been if you had found out from them they didn't really want you there and then you're like yeah no don't worry about it and then you just yeah, don't worry about somebody i won't else be there to shoot for you all day no, I kind of wish I had. I because I, I think honestly the result might have been better. Because that's why I wish I would have had a third shooter with me. Because it was like I was so in my head the whole day about. Just oh, like, yeah, I yeah. don't know if the, I can the, ask the them people, where to stand for toast because people, I don't know if they. The like, people want who me to didn't want you there because they didn't want to have another person there during the important events. They wanted it to be more intimate. They would have been happy if you'd had a third shooter instead of just two shooters. Well, and they didn't even want me to have a second shooter and God, I wish (laughs) I would have had a third shooter. It just for the ceremony because of how big the church was and how many cameras I was running. And it just was like, ah, I, I, I'm not a solo shooter when it comes to video. Like I like to have as many hands as possible. Well, that's because you're always trying to do too much, uh, yeah. which is the same mistake I made recently <laughs> when doing a video where I allowed myself to be sold as a solo shooter. Uh, and then the couple came back to me a few months before the wedding. We're like, hey, is there any way we can upgrade but not add on a second shooter? Um, so it's a little bit cheaper, but have you there as a solo shooter for a longer time? Cause my solo shooter packages are like for elopements typically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they upgraded me to be there the entire time Jen was there cause Jen was doing photos. Nice. And, uh, oh my gosh, it was the worst thing I think I've ever done because I had to like run around and, uh, I always set up like multiple cameras during the ceremony so that I can make sure to deliver like a full ceremony video, you know? And, uh. So I'm running around trying to keep track of three different cameras throughout the ceremony. <laughs> also shooting with a camera on a monopod, like 
just completely insane and going out of my mind at a at a Catholic church where they don't let you go more than three pews up in the back in the middle row when they walk in. And mm-hmm. also um, the bride and groom didn't want to do a first look, but also wanted to read letters to each other, but didn't tell me they wanted to read letters to each other until about five minutes before the ceremony started. So I had to record them reading their letters that they had written to each other right before they walked down the aisle. So I'm like sprinting in, sprinting from one camera to the next, then getting back to the middle to just start shooting as the bride starts walking down the center aisle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so oh. I had see, six cameras going for the ceremony. Um, wow. Why? That's way too many. Well, so the photographer made the comment to me at the reception. He's like, that is the most cameras I've ever seen going at a wedding ceremony. And I said, well, yeah, but when all I have content wise to work with is a wedding ceremony and a first half of a reception, um, that's, I need every angle covered every, you know, I need to make that the best damn wedding ceremony video I deliver. Are we waving to each other now? Hi. I was waving to Jen. She just woke up with the baby and was coming down the stairs. I got excited. Um, But yeah, so I was like, I just need to give them the best ceremony humanly possible. I need every angle covered, especially because it was a a Catholic ceremony, much like you were describing where, so I had like straight down the aisle shot. And then I had uh, two cameras on either wing of the church, which I rented like a 400 millimeter lens. Um, and then I rented a 2X converter for my 70 to 200 so I could like be super far away and unobtrusive, but like be super tight at the same time. Um, and then I had a like a wide off to the side getting mm-hmm. like just a nice safe wide shot of the sanctuary. And then <laughs> I was rolling a gimbal, getting some moving shots from around the sanctuary. But yeah, it's a lot. Oh, Jen just sent me a text. She said she's coming down the stairs because she thought I was watching a movie because that's how great my voice sounds. I sound like a Hollywood star. Yeah. Thanks, like Jen. A, I love you. Like a bad documentary. <laughs> a bad documentary. <laughs> yeah. So, Stephen, uh, answer me this. Riddle me yeah. this, Mr. Van Riddle Elk, me this, my friend. great Indiana man, you. Have you yeah. ever been in a situation or a scenario where you have felt unwanted other than your marriage? Have you ever felt like the <laughs> couple has just not wanted you there? Like that maybe mom and dad hired you and you were just like, I don't know, like the most garbage of the earth. Um, so Jen and I only do contracts with the couples. We don't do contracts with the parents. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the ways that we avoid that. We did, um, we did get yelled at, um, by a planner recently for refusing to do a, uh, contract with the parents and instead doing the contract with the couple. And that is okay. That's their prerogative to be upset about that. But, um, we just find that, when it comes down to it, like on the day of the wedding, we don't want to be put in the position you were in where you'd been hired by the mother, mm-hmm. but then it's really, 
it's not the mother's wedding. It's the bride and groom's wedding or the bride and bride's wedding or the groom and groom or whatever they, however they refer to themselves, you know? Um, but it's, it's the people getting married who are important. And, uh, so we don't want to be put in that like position that you were in. So mm-hmm. we just don't do contracts with people who aren't the people getting married. I think, I think the misconception count comes in where everyone I've spoken with is just like, man, like if I was gifted you as my wedding videographer, like I would be like over the moon and like, really, I, really, really. Yeah. Really? People would be over the moon. If you were the wedding videographer, you, you yeah. Rustin McKibben. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy that there would be couples out there that might not feel that way. Um, like me, like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't feel that way. <laughs> Yeah, you would feel even but, more like you would be over the moon yeah. and back again. But, no, uh, no, I, I'd be upset because you know I'd, I want I want you to stand up next to me. You know, maybe uh, maybe give a toast. You know, best, yeah, I don't want woman. you man in a camera. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just bizarre to me. So like, uh, so there's that ego where you're like this couple. Like they're gonna like love this gift that mom and dad are giving them. Like, why wouldn't they? And I never mm-hmm. stop to think like they might not. They might genuinely be the couple who hates wedding videos or just hates mom for forcing something upon them, no matter what that or, could be. Or they remember you from the brother's wedding and they specifically hate you. That did is you an, consider that they might specifically I, hate you. I did consider that. That was a thought that crossed my mind. (laughs) And I straight up said to them after like one of the conversations we had where it just felt like I was like earlier how I said, like, I felt like I was begging to shoot the wedding. Um, I said, you know, like, honestly, like if this is something you don't want, like this is a place where we need to have that conversation because I am happy to walk away from this wedding. Like, I don't want you guys with to have all of your mom's money. I'm not refunding your mom's money, 100%. but I'm willing to walk away. But I was just like, you know, like, like I felt like I was wanting to shoot the wedding for me. And I was like, I want to shoot this wedding for you. Like, I'm not the one that's going to watch this year after year. Like, this is for you. So if this isn't something you want, like you have to tell me so we can have a different conversation. Um, and I just, I really wish I had walked away from this wedding, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I wish, I don't know, like, we'll see how it all comes together in the end. Um, we'll check in in a couple months once I finish the edits, but, um, yeah. And then like, I've been having nightmares every night since the wedding, just like with them saying like, well, why didn't, why don't we have any of us like any portrait time in, in there kind of stuff like you do in your normal videos. Cause you, we, you didn't let me come to that. So well, that's okay. Cause you can just point to the emails or whatever right. the communication was and just say right. like, here it is, man. You know, you know, yeah. you, that that's just what it is. It's your choice and I can't do anything about it. And that's fine. I know. And I, and, and I called and they, mom they, they and know I what warned. they asked for and what they wanted. So I know I just, it's just so bizarre to me. And it's been, it's been, it just put me in a funk all weekend. And it's like, as a Fort Wayne 
photographer, like you get really excited when you get to shoot in Indianapolis. Um, this, the space, the, the spots are just so cool. The, I mean, yeah, I, I know I live in a better city than you do, but like, yeah, why I are would, you excited? I won't debate that. I just, the, just anytime I get to shoot anywhere different than the same three spots that all my local couples want to go to, um, I get really amped up and, and especially I get excited just to shoot video where I'm not stressed out about trying to do video and photo when I'm just solely focused on video. Um, I get really really pumped about that and then mm-hmm. to be told like hey you know like we, it's kind of like saying like hey steve we want you to cook us this meal mm. um we, we want to hire you to cook us this meal and then about like halfway between when they hire you to when you're going to cook the meal they're like um we just want you to leave out half the ingredients we still <laughs> want the meal we're really excited to have you for the meal Sort of. We're sort of excited to have you for the meal. We're going to say we're excited to have you for the meal. We know we ordered the We know this trouble. meal has been paid for. <laughs> so we're going to eat the meal. But we, we, we know these nachos that we got. We don't want the chips. Nachos, yeah. Oh, yeah, no chips. We, we don't <laughs> want the chips. If you could just ne- maybe no cheese... And probably no tomatoes. And like, honestly, sour cream too. hold that off. Um, but everything else, for the most part, as long as you don't communicate, talk to us, shoot us, film us in any way that's not photojournalistic from the ceremony on, that would be great. That would be all we want out of your nachos. <laughs> like, all right, so you want to... You want a bag of lettuce? You want a bag of lettuce with some beans, baby. Yeah. You want a bean salad? Yeah, lettuce is the green chips. Yeah, very keto. Anyways, that's enough of me complaining and just getting on my soapbox. <laughs> Let's answer some questions. Actually, what will oh, you drink anything tonight, no. Steve? Steve, are you drinking anything? anything. Uh, You know, I'm I'm still on my Fruity Nuggets, the uh, Fruity Nuggets times two. It's a double dry hop deep. uh, I think I talked about this in a previous episode where I was wearing the exact same clothes, but (laughs) it's a fantastic beer, man. Um, That was from a few months ago. 450 North down in Columbus, Indiana, one of my favorite breweries here in Indiana. Mm. 8% alcohol by volume. And, you know, it's just, it's got one of those flavors to it that's like, uh, it's it's gonna pick you up and it's gonna never let you down. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm gonna saying? pick you, know you up but never let you down. Is that a song? Is that something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, ne- <laughs> it's never gonna get, give you up. It's never gonna yeah, let you yeah, down. There you go. We're gonna turn around and hurt you. Uh, but Dustin, what are you drinking over there? I, I uh, saw you whip out a new beer. Yeah, I am drinking, and by new beer, he means fresh beer for this evening's episode. Um, it Which is, is a different evening than the other evening. Different evening altogether <laughs> from previous evenings. This is a three-day-old beer that I'm drinking here. It's, a, it's been sitting out this whole time. It's actually lukewarm. Mm. Uh, it's got, you know, some, it had some dust uh, around the lid. There's a few flies going in and out of the uh, mm. the opening, but, you know, it's, it's a protein packed beer. Um, yeah. So, this is a great Michigan beer. This is a founder's favorite of mine. Uh, this is an all day vacay, um, which is a wheat ale. 
Oh, um, so it's not the all-day IPA. It's the all-day vacay. It's not the all-day IPA, which is also pretty good. But this is the all-day vacay, which... I don't think I've had the vacay. Oh, I love it. Last time I, I went to Michigan... I don't think I know how to vacay. How do you vacay? You vacay with one of these or many of these. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's just like a good all-around, like, drinkable uh beer like is it good be like it's a good summer beer like at the pool or the beach or day drinking night drinking morning with your breakfast just good all day vacay beer sounds good is it uh is it an you said it's a wheat is it happy at all or is it no, a more it's not uh, too happy it's kind of it's uh maybe a, like a, a little bit sweet I wouldn't say it's too, too sweet. Um, it's just like a really good, smooth, clean, fresh beer. Just like kind of a general good beer. Kind of like for me, like for what, like a lot of people drink like a, like a PBR, like th this would be my PBR. Nice. Yeah. No, I, you know, I would never say no to a PBR. I would never specifically order a PBR, though, but I would never say no to one if it was offered to me. Yes. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Yeah, no, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do some Q&A like you recommended from before. Uh, let's, uh, ooh, let's scroll on down. Cass Moonier from our very own Facebook group says, when someone sends an inquiry and asks, can you send us some samples of your work? And she has like the uh, unamused face, like the the straight line with the eyes that are squinting, you know? Mm -hmm. And it says, it's 2021. Website, IG, Facebook, Google, Wedding Wire, The Knot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Come on. How much easier can we make it for these people? Right. How much easier can we make it, Dustin? Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way with these uh, the Santa photos we've been doing. Um, people have been like, Hey, uh, can you send me more info on the Santa sessions? And I'm like, I I've literally laid it out on the website that you are inquiring from. And mm -hmm. I've posted photos of what the end result looks like. Like what more, like, I'm like, what more do you want? They're like, what do I get? And I'm like, you get five minutes with Santa. Like, that's what you get. And then you get those pictures of those five minutes. You want more than five minutes? Book two sessions. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I understand Cass's uh, frustrations. Uh, I think I spoke about this in an earlier episode. We've just like, we've gone through the ringer going from like 2020 to 2021, where we've gone from like no business to like 10x business. And also we're like just natively just like trying to do more because now we're in this like save, save, save mode, or at least mm -hmm. I am. And so it's like whenever a client comes in through the, somehow makes it through the filter of uh, inquiries and they're like, just like inconvenient or any little like new nuisance, you're like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean? Like you're asking for a discount. Have you not heard that it's going to be the busiest wedding season next year? Like, no, there is no discount. In fact, I'm raising my prices for you. 
Um, hmm. But to, to get back to Cass's question about how much easier we can make it for these people, um, one, one thing Dustin doesn't bring up in his long rant there um, <laughs> about how things are unfair uh, because of COVID um, is so Dustin doesn't actually send samples of his work out to prospective clients. What he does is he has them fill in their address, um, which this is probably the most creative, best use of uh, advertising marketing budget I've ever heard of. And it surprised me that it came from Dustin, but he has them fill out their address when they do the initial contact form. And he immediately purchases a billboard directly opposite of their front door um so then the very next day after they contact them they walk out of their house and they see dustin's work it is immediate and when steve Um, says purchase a billboard i'm not just calling up and saying like hey do you have a billboard near no i'm going to their neighbor and i'm constructing a billboard Mm -hmm. in front of their home yeah there's several like airspace things that are violated in the procedure of this practice (laughs) but we're in indiana so most people barely breathe air let alone care about airspace but um well and covid's been great for this practice too because people are going outside less frequently yeah so most Um, people don't even notice me in their front yard when i'm putting this sign and like oh jack and jill are putting their house up for sale with a wedding photo in their yard that's so bizarre yeah. A lot of times when when you're on the phone with them, you actually said that they'll say to you, can you send us some examples of your, your work? And you'll say, have you looked at your front window today? Yeah. And that's the moment where it's like, boom, boom. and uh, look on the spot. We wanted family photos. Why is there a boudoir photo out front? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's, it's it's the it's, it's getting there. We're dialing in this yeah. process. Yeah, it's the marketing equivalent of a of a panty dropper. You know, <laughs> they just they gotta they gotta book after they see it. It's like uh, you know when somebody goes above and beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond what you ever hoped they would do. Yeah, and that's that's you know, and that's not the only thing. Like uh, we talked in a recent episode about um, me shooting with Dustin in Chicago, and one of the things. I noticed when I shot with Dustin before the concussion that wiped out most of my memory from the day was Dustin is extremely targeted when he shoots a wedding. Um, So like during the time where we're supposed to be sitting down and eating dinner, Dustin was going around doing table shots of every single table and handing out business cards to everybody at the tables. Then he was gathering every single one of the bridesmaids and every single one of the groomsmen and their significant others and doing a quick five like second portrait with each one of them where he set up lights on the dance floor and you know picked like a a background that looked good so he had like portraits of each person and then gave them his business card so that they could remember where to contact him and you know that's why i look up to dustin um he also at one point in time just snatched somebody's kid uh, who was there and just said, I'll give this kid back to you as soon as you book a Santa session with me, because that's what the kid say, like, wants. I baptized, I baptized yeah. this kid and did baptism photos. <laughs> you baptized this child into um, In the Chicago dairy. River. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the real reason we were down at the Chicago River. It wasn't for a photo of the bride and groom. It was so Dustin could baptize children and, uh, you know, get their, their baptismal photos. That was yeah. mostly me shooting those with a concussion. That's why we won't be seeing any of them online. They were too blurry. Sorry, Dustin, I failed you. It's all right. The baptism is like a third, you know, part of the three-prong approach. <laughs> No, but like, uh, as Steve was mentioning, like we try to go into every wedding to book our like more weddings. Obviously we want to give the couple what they, what they paid us for, but like, we're also not naive to think like, Hey, there's going to be like minded and similar age demographic people at this wedding that are either soon going to be engaged are engaged or know people who are engaged. And so if we treat them like rock stars and the business cards that we give out at the weddings aren't just traditional business cards, as Stephen was commented to at our table at the wedding, um, (laughs) we put the couple's engagement photos on our business cards. And and, your names. And our (laughs) names, which... We always Confused get some people. some person who's like, I don't understand. This is not Dustin and Corinne on this business car. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I'm Dustin and my wife, which I point to Steve, this is Corinne. And, and I was like, hey, it's me, Corinne. How you guys doing? Yeah. Um, and they're like, just so like, you should put their names on the card. And I'm like, oh, but. I'm not, they're not, how would you know who to contact? Yeah. They're not the photographers. Um, if I was like, call, you know, Jeff and Jane, uh, you would be like, well, yeah, I already know Jeff and Jane. I'm at their wedding. I would hope you have their number. (laughs) Uh, but I'm the photographer. Do you want me to put my photo on the card? With yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you always used to do, I don't know if you still do, but you used to do a selfie with every one of your clients at the wedding. What? Still yeah, do. put that still on do. there. Start doing selfies at the engagement session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, no, the cards are always a huge hit. Uh, we've been doing that for several years. And even though we tell the couples at the meetings, we do it. This just goes to show you how much the couple retains at your bridal meeting when they book. Uh, we always show cards at the at the weddings because we think that's like a fun, cool thing that no one else does. And now that I'm recording this podcast, everyone's going to do it now. Um, I don't and- think anyone else will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and um, we'll hand the card to the bride when we get there in the morning. And the bride will be like, oh, my God, like I'm on your business card. I'm like, yeah, just like I told you, you would be at our bridal consult where I showed you hundreds of cards. It's still amazing to see your face next to my name. (laughs) (laughs) Molly Maher from our very own Facebook group says, I'm going to have to use an associate shooter for a wedding in July. And I haven't used one before. I got a contract that I'll be sending to the other photographer who owns their own business in the same market. Any considerations I need to think about or things to keep in mind before sending it or while working with them in July. Um, Crazy. Did you hear that? It it sounded like the ghost of a question that should have been answered long ago. I don't don't know. Ghost from questions past. Um, (laughs) 
No, like, so I mean, so Corinne and I shot a lot of weddings separately this year and had to rely very heavily on second shooters um, due to reschedules from last year. And like I had one second, like I don't really do contracts with second shooters anymore. I just mainly because of busyness, laziness, and I don't use them that frequently. And then this year we did, and I just kept meaning to get a contract put together for second shooters. And I just never quite got around to it. And I had one second shooter who was like, Hey, can you like send me like your second shooter contract? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then just like never sent it. And she was like fine with that. <laughs> oh, Dustin. Oh, Dustin. No, I'm not. And I'm How not. You I am not. Is this I am, a business? Oh my I, gosh. It's like. I am not promoting that you should not have a contract for second shooters. You should one. 100% if you use second shooters regularly that you, and like you don't use the same second shooter all the time especially like you should absolutely have a second shooter agreement that lays out the do's and don'ts of what your expectations of them what they are allowed to do with the images um one big thing i've learned this year is what they should freaking wear to weddings because there seems to be a huge discrepancy between that. Like I showed up to a Chicago wedding in a suit. Steve showed up just wearing like whatever. And so it's oh, like, no, there's no, like no, a not huge... just wearing whatever. I was wearing a white tank top. Uh, I believe in the past times people would have referred to it by something that we don't say anymore. Uh, and I was also wearing gray sweatpants. You know what I'm saying? Wink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nipple rings. Gotta get that, that bulge out there. Yeah, yeah. His swastika tattoo was clearly visible through the tank top. Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh wow! Um, and, let's edit that one out. Oh my gosh! That's uh, I don't even want people jokingly thinking that. And his menorah tattoo. It's confusing. I'm so confused. A mixed man. A mixed <laughs> man. Oh. <laughs> um. Big things. So I don't know if I'm the best person to take advice from here because uh, Jen and I were recently told this year that we had one of the most extensive second shooter slash associate shooter contracts somebody had ever seen. Interesting. And um, this should be the contract we send to the client and not to somebody that we're hiring to shoot for us. Um <laughs> Isn't that delightful to hear? Uh, Actually, a second shooter that we work with quite regularly recently told me that our contract was intimidating. Um, Specifically, there's a portion of it that says something about how there's a certain percentage of shots that need to be in focus from every wedding. (laughs) And she was like, I figure you had a bad experience. And I was like, yes, early on. Before I started shooting with Jen, Jen hired somebody to shoot with her. And I think there was like maybe one photo from the entire day that was in focus. And I was like, that is where the whole, we need a certain percentage of shots unless, to be in focus. Unless the shoot, day that's because they shot cannon, probably. Yeah, I mean, Jen and I shoot cannon, so <laughs> we, we know how hard it is. Uh, ever, Canon mirrorless. So we got to upgrade to that mirrorless so we get those good in-focus photos. Do you ever feel like when you see somebody like a past bride and groom or somebody you know like post their family photos and you see like you can see like whoever they use to shoot them like 
almost all the photos are soft and you're like, and they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Such and such photography. Like we're so in love with our family photos and like all the photos are just like, you know, like back focused on the bush behind them or the tree or like one person's in like, they just shot the whole thing at like 1.4 and with a 50 and like, just didn't it focus was just so secondary. No, nothing. The, no, no, I, I not experienced that. Is that something that happens frequently with Nikon and Sony shooters or uh, no, not, not with us. Shooter, I don't know. But like, I'm just saying like, I've seen, I see photos on Facebook from time to time. And I just like, I always have to remind myself like what I think is good is so much higher than what like clients think is good. Uh, which is half the reason I encourage everyone to outsource their photos. <laughs> yeah. Because like people are like, Oh my God, I love my out of focus family photos. Then like chances are if you outsource and they get it like 90% there, like you'll be fine. Like stop yeah. killing yourself guys. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I would, th- Things I would really say that you need to hone in on if you're hiring somebody to associate shoot or second shoot for you is that um, you don't want them handing out their own business cards at their wedding. They're representing you. you. Put the couple on. Um, (laughs) There was was an incident this year um, with Jen and I where because of the whole pregnancy thing we had to... Oh, we, we, we had to maybe hire somebody and we weren't able to send our contract to them. And then, uh, we found out from our second shooter that they might have done things that go against our contract that we sent out to associate shooters and second shooters. And, um, it was one of those things where I hired them literally like, you know, five, six hours before Adelaide was born. So it just didn't didn't have time to get that taken care of. Uh, but the clients were happy and the clients ordered $300 worth of prints the other day, just out of the blue. So I'm not going to complain about it. Um, because as long as the clients are happy, that's all that matters to me. Um, but yeah, no, I did get a message from this photographer that was like, I'm going to add these people on Facebook. And I'm like, Oh gosh, our contract literally specifically says, you cannot like try to track these people down and add them as friends and stuff like that. If they add you as a friend, it's fine. But like, you are not allowed to like Facebook stalk, you know, people that you're shooting for us. Uh, thankfully I am friends with them on Facebook cause they did add me and, um, they have not added her. So we're all good, but yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's cool to like like people when you're there shooting but like you gotta remember like they weren't your client and like if you become besties and like that's something they want to continue go for it but uh please don't like stalk a client don't make a client feel awkward that is you know not your client even so that's that's the big thing it's just stuff like that yeah no i 100 percent agree um, especially when it's your own client and, uh, they don't want you there. Yeah. Hey, Jen, we got a question about, um, shooting when you're pregnant. Do you want to come answer that since you're awake now? Oh, I can handle it. I can take that question. Dustin thinks he can handle it. <laughs> we can skip it and just do another question. But since you're awake and down here and distracting me with the baby, 
Do you want to bring the baby? There's video being recorded. I can show the baby to people on YouTube. I won't be able to see the baby because you look like a pixelated mess. I'm like at 6.30 and I probably have mascara smeared all over my face. I'm messing with you. You do not have to come over here. We did have a question about pregnancy and shooting though. Okay. We don't have to do, do that. No, you look beautiful. You look Aww. absolutely gorgeous. Radiant. Right Radiant. Do you want to oh, say hi to I'm Dustin? Come on over. Spawn. I won't even be able to tell. You just here. look like a oh, blob. Here, since you are here, Jen. Hey, Dustin. How are you? Hi, Jennifer. I, I just so, just so you're aware though, I can't see you. Oh. Because okay. you guys have internet like people in Africa. Yeah, yeah, we do. And it's so, crazy. To me, all I see is like some sort of witness protection filter where it's just like <laughs> color by numbers. Oh no, I see my reflection. I don't look too bad. At least <laughs> you can tell. Stunning, gorgeous. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um your audio sounds amazing. Thank you. Talking about Does my Steve audio. Does Steve sound good? Uh, Steven's always sounds fantastic because he gets people that love him so much they send him microphones. Um, I'm still rocking the same <laughs> retro mic that Steve <laughs> sent me the $15 Amazon, uh, you know, link to. Yeah. Now, is this the first time you've used this, Steve? I've not seen this before. That's the one Josh bought me. It's the first time I've used it. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Jen, can you answer a question for us? Yeah. It's from Cass Mooney from our very own Facebook group. She says, Photog Mamas, can you please tell me how many weeks were you at the last wedding before baby? How long post-baby were you when you went back to weddings? And how did it all feel? You can sit down if you want. That's a complicated question. <laughs> um, so I've I've gone through three seasons, so three babies in a span of 10 years. Um, I had my first my first year going into business. Um, I did not know what I was getting myself into with weddings and with uh, pregnancy, uh, but I didn't know anything. I didn't know any different because I this is what I had started off with. Um, so I had gone with my first baby up to thirty six weeks, and I was shooting by myself. And after that wedding ended, I cried as I was going into the parking lot because I was in so much pain. And I told myself I would never do that again. Um, the What I would say with that, though, is that I really needed help. And I just didn't realize how much help I needed. I needed a second shooter there. And I just knew into the business I was, I thought I could do everything on my own. Uh, I, I, we planned to have our babies in the winter, so um, I didn't have to miss out on any weddings. Uh, the second one, I went 32 weeks, or 34 weeks. Everything was fine. Didn't miss any weddings. This last one uh, was a surprise, <laughs> <laughs> and we were not able to plan it out. And it fell right in the middle of October. Mm. And so the majority of the people listening to this, they know how busy October gets. So I had to call a lot of people. Uh, but 
I had decided that I was going to shoe up to 36 weeks. Um, actually, the next day would have been considered 37, um, which was a mistake because I ended up going into labor early and had a lot more complications with me being older. Uh, and it's just incredibly unpredictable. Um, so here, here's my suggestions with that long story of my, my pregnancy history. <laughs> um, I really think it's important after 32 weeks to go and unless you're already having complications, to go ahead and plan a few, a few weddings. And if you can stop at 34 weeks, I would recommend it. Um, but if it's not, if you have a situation like mine where you're falling in the middle of all of these weddings, um, I would have two shooters there mm -hmm. and maybe a backup for yourself. Um, when I, with my second, we, even at 34 weeks, I shot alongside my husband and then also another shooter just in case I needed to take a break or, um, I went into labor and we just needed to have someone there. Um, with the, the having, um, your pregnancy and due date falling in the middle of wedding season, I would talk to the clients when you feel comfortable. Um, of course, you don't have to call them as soon as you find out that you're pregnant. Um, I think that's like I, a huge, a huge stress for a lot of photographers. Like I know like for us personally, like that was like, when do we tell clients? Yeah, what we did, we decided that we weren't going to go public with it until we let all of our clients know. Um, we didn't want to freak anybody out or um, just surprise people online. So we wanted to talk to them directly. Uh, the majority of them, um, we would just let them know that um, we were due near their wedding. Um, we were either telling them that I'm not able to shoot it, or, uh, we were telling them that, uh, we're still planning on going through, but just to give you a heads up, if there are complications, um, then either Steve would take over or Hannah or other shooter. Uh, so we, we gave them as much information. I really talked up Steve. We do have in our contract that if we are not able to shoot it, that we'll find another photographer for them. So that is something that we have already built into our contract. Uh, so if you are thinking about getting pregnant or like conceiving, then I would highly recommend having something already in the contract to, to move forward with. So if you're thinking about building up your family and you think you might be pregnant within your season, I would go ahead and start with that contract and making sure that you are safe in a situation where you're not able to shoot, uh, and then maybe be, be being able to hire someone else to shoot it for you, uh, so that you're not completely out of a salary for an entire year. Um, so with the, the beginning, uh, so we, we, you know, you're going through your pregnancy. It is very hard to tell. Every person is different. So there's going to be times where you're not going to be able to shoot at all. There, I've had many friends who had been in bed rest and um, having someone there as backup is uh, incredibly beneficial. Um, 
now, after I had all of my kids, um, thankfully with my first, I didn't have to go back for a long time, which was a good situation because I had a really bad post uh, after he was born, just a lot of health issues. Um, I've had people ask whether they can go back to shoot a wedding a week after they've given birth and they have no idea uh, what, they, first of all, you, you can plan as much as you want but it's not going to always go as planned. Um, the baby is going to come when it wants to come. You can't expect 5% of babies are born on their actual due date. So it's, you can plan as much as you want, but it's not going to go exactly as planned. And you might end up having a C-section, which is usually an eight week, six to eight week recovery. You're not going to be able to shoot a wedding a week after. I would say give yourself at least eight weeks because it's it gives you a little bit more of a comfort time to be able to recover if you do have a C-section, recover if you have a bad post. Um, and also, I tried to shoot a wedding at five weeks, and I almost passed out twice. Um, and that was just a different situation for myself. Some photographers will be able to go back within two or three weeks, but, um, it, it can be pretty tough. It's a, it's a huge, uh, medical procedure. Um, it's not just an, um, outpatient surgery. It's, uh, you, you stay in a hospital for a couple of days and, um, we have to be considerate of our own bodies and, and our healing processes to be able to go back, um, too soon can be detrimental to your health. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, with this last baby, Corinne, uh, shot up until about 38 weeks and it was just like nuts looking back at it. Yeah, it's, and I'm certain, like, by 38 weeks, she had been born. Yeah. Um, because she was, she came early. She came at 37 weeks. Um, so it was, if we had other weddings after that, it would have been, um, that I was planning on shooting would have been really rough. Yeah, I had um, to shoot the remainder of the year solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that Corinne enjoyed the baby, baby snuggles instead of uh, shooting weddings, though. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's, uh, yeah. I, I always uh, feel, I don't want to say feel bad because it feels like it's almost like a, like a disadvantage to be a female photographer. But it's just like there's so much more you have to think through and there's just this extra layer of stress uh, for female wedding photographers when it comes to um, the idea of growing your family and the idea of having a baby. Um, because like, like you said, like we, when we were planning uh, our first two children, we had them in the winter because that's like the easiest option. If you are capable of doing that level of planning uh, when it comes to your family not everyone is so fortunate. Not everyone can, can just like, Oh, we're going to go off birth control and there's a baby, uh, yeah. in January or whatever. Um, and then we, like you guys had our little oopsie daisy with Savannah mm -hmm. and here's, it comes a September baby. 
And we're like, yeah. oh my God, September baby, right in the middle of fall. And so, yeah, it was great. And some some people do not have the luxury to be able to plan to have their babies in the winter. Thankfully, we were very lucky. We were able to have two of them and not inter- interrupt two seasons. Um, but I, here's the thing, like, yes, photography is important to the couple and we, we shouldn't take that lightly, but at the same time, we cannot work around our lives for our couples. We have to live our own lives. I mean, that's the purpose of being able to run your own business and to, to be a photographer. I mean, one of the purposes of being able to run your own business is you have a little bit more freedom. And I mean, what are you making money for to, to continue to run your business or to have a better life for buy, yourself, for your family, beer and Pokemon cards, I think. Yeah. Is what would say. <laughs> so yeah, it's, if, if you can have your child in the winter, it's recommended. <laughs> Unless you live in but, like Australia where the winter is wedding season there or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the, sorry, Steve's putting something in my face. I don't know what he's saying. It's a corn dog. Just tell me, what do you, what? Sorry, we were talking about this for a long time. You can cut this down as much as you want. I'm just kind of rambling. This is what happens when you're sleep deprived and you have to wake up with an infant, you know, three or four times in the middle of the night. I fell asleep at 6.30 and woke up at midnight thinking it was like 5 a.m. So um, I'm a little I'm a little rambly because I'm not being able to think really. Um, so I'm sure Steve will take care of that. <laughs> um but yeah, it's um, if you if you do um, want to start a family, I just say go for it. Just when when it happens, it happens, and you'll figure it out. You'll be able to find other photographers to replace you, or um, maybe your couples. Um, or you can you're, you can release or the, the contract and let your couples choose other photographers. But I, I don't think it's it's one season for what will be the entirety of your life having a child. And so I, I think that there is such an emphasis on, oh, we it's wedding season. I've got to focus on this. But after having a child in the middle of wedding season, like our busiest time, I'm I have a better perspective of what, what is important and that these, these people, they're not going to remember who really I am. And, and maybe 20, like 10, 15, maybe two years. I don't know. <laughs> like they might not remember my name. Um, and I shouldn't mold my life to fit w- what's, more beneficial for them. So, and I think what gets tricky is like us as wedding photographers, we've trained ourselves to, to feel like what we do is so important because we're selling ourselves to our clients. Right. So like what we do is so important to them that we too feel it's so important to us. Like that, like what we, like that we being at their weddings is like, 
like we have to be like you know like the van elk way won't happen if i'm not there and that therefore their family heirlooms won't be made if i'm not there and at the end of the day it's like weddings will always be there like you will always like every year there will be millions of weddings for you to capture but your opportunity to grow your family and that time in which mother nature has set on your body to reproduce and have children that sounds really weird coming out of a white male's <laughs> mouth um is like limited in all honesty it's it's yeah. it's a finite window and you know like i encourage anyone that's like thinking about waiting um that is very serious about wanting to grow their family like just go for it like you know yeah. you'll figure it out there's yeah there's never a time and this is not to say that that is the sole purpose of having a family there are people who choose not to have kids and that is completely fine i just but want for second those... shooters that are free that's all <laughs> i'm going for um but yeah, the, um, if you are wanting to start a family, then it's, there is no good time. So yeah, I agree. You should just go for it and just consider that to your couple, this is their one and only wedding. Um, and to be considerate, send them, um, an email. You don't have to do it as soon as possible. Again, we, I think we waited like at week 20 to, to tell our, our couples that, um, to figure it out and to let them know that we, um, were not, or I was not going to be able to shoot it. Um, and unfortunately I was not able to shoot a lot of other weddings because I had so many pregnancy complications. Um, and thankfully we had some amazing couples that just understood. Um, Did you have any couples that didn't understand? Um, <sighs> You know, if we did, we didn't hear about it. Uh, we had one couple who um, were a little bit frustrated about, a mom was frustrated about the situation, but we never heard it from the actual couple that they were like unhappy with the photos or unhappy that I was not there. Um, they, it, yeah, they they posted everything and they seemed very happy. Um, but th of course, um, it's typically other relatives that end up causing problems um, because their expectations were not met. Um, either expectations with the photos or expectations that, oh, but we paid for Jennifer. Why isn't she here kind of situation? But Which I would um, think you guys would have a little bit of extra grace just within the year that you had your child. Um, yeah. simply because like so many photographers weren't at the weddings that they were supposed to be at due to like For they sure. had COVID or a loved one had COVID or whatever the case may yeah. be. And so like, I think the normalcy has just gone up of wedding photographers subbing in for each other more so than mm -hmm. ever before. Absolutely. Um, whereas like, I remember when like we had Charlie, our firstborn, uh, of course, like, again, we planned to have her in the winter. Um, and so we had her in March. And, of course, we booked one wedding in March. And it just, like, I wasn't oh thinking when we booked it. Yeah. It's like the one wedding in the entire winter. And it happens to be, like, in the window where we're supposed to have her. 
And so I told the couple, like, once we found out we're having her, like, you know, just so you know, like, we are expecting it's kind of in the same month that we're expecting. I already have a backup plan in place. Um, and then like the week of the wedding, I'm like texting them. Like we saw our doctor looks like we're okay. Like I'm going to be there. Like, don't worry about it. Um, my second shooter lives in Indy. So like not a big deal. Um, and so then like the night up before their wedding, we go into labor and oh my gosh. I'm like yeah. texting Michaela and I'm like, you might want to, you know, iron Jordan's pants because you're going to need to take him with you to the oh wedding. <laughs> yeah. And the couple was like super upset at first. And then, of course, they meet Jordan and Michaela and immediately fall in yeah. love. So Absolutely. it was fine. But there was that initial like, oh, we're so bummed that you're not going to be here, even though like mm -hmm. we're celebrating the happiest day of our lives, having our first child. Yeah. So it's like those super mixed emotions. Well, and you're not going to ruin their wedding. <laughs> right. We put in such a huge emphasis on photography because that's what we're supposed to focus on. But it's not going to be the end of the world because you're not there. Like mm -hmm. we've got to set aside our egos and realize that there are other people out there that are really good at what they do as well. And you just have to let the couple know like, Hey, I would never replace myself with someone who I didn't think would be, um, fully capable of shooting your wedding. Uh, I think I usually use the words of if, if it was me, like I would want these people to be shooting my wedding. They're awesome. And that tends to, kind of alleviate some of that stress. I would say something very, like, very similar to like what you said, like if it was me, like this is who I would want to shoot my wedding. If I also had your budget, <laughs> if, if I also was like on a shoestring budget, like you, like this is yeah. who I would want to shoot my wedding. But I, it, I think it has to do like we we think that oh they're gonna it's gonna be the end of the world because they're photographers they're not really that we're just another vendor for most people um, and even those that I had very good relationships with that I was not able to shoot they were the most relaxed about it. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. We know you'll take care of us. So, um, so even those that you're not like, you're like, Oh man, I really, I feel bad because we've built such a good relationship. Honestly, those are the people that like, there was one that we had some complications with, um, our newborn and Dustin, you shot it. Um, and I'm good friends with both of them and I didn't even shoot their wedding. So it, it's, I'm probably closer with them than uh, some of when, our other couples. Back when you had Nora? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I'm still like, we still text and chat and, there you go. and so, I mean, it's, it, it didn't completely destroy a relationship that I wasn't able to shoot the wedding. They're just, it, it's, it has to do with the people that you attract, the, the contract that you have and, um, just planning well and planning for the worst, because if you're not planning for the worst and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, we'll be fine. Then the, sometimes life can be a bitch and, and throw some really crazy things at you. And then you're not prepared and you're in a, um, a, a room in the hospital trying to find a photographer while you're in labor, uh, <laughs> for your husband, because your husband is at a wedding. <laughs> so sounds like uh, uh, you're talking was... from experience, Jennifer. 
I am. And it was the most stressful that I, a stressful situation I've ever been in in my entire life. But he was able to be there and we had some amazing people replace him, um, who did an awesome job. Um, so, and our couples were really happy. That's what matters is that like a feeling after the fact when you've like come through all that stress and survived. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then she was born and I was like, why did I even care? Oh, it's like immediately (laughs) once the baby's here, you're like, I don't give two shits about my brides and grooms. You're like, you're like, I'm over this. Like I have this beautiful, healthy, happy baby, or maybe they're not healthy or happy, but you're like, I got to take care of this baby. They're my priority. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how perspectives change is just within a split second. Mm-hmm. And I feel like too, the more kids you have, the more that perspective changes. Yeah. Well, Dustin, it was great chatting with you. Um, I'll let Steve get back on here. I know you guys have been recording for a long time, so he's got like three hours of footage or uh, recording to go through. So um, I'll let him go back on. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. You can find us online at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram, Wedding Wed Pick Hangover on Twitter. Uh, Dustin's at Dustin underscore McKibben. I'm at Stephen Van Elk. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, Dustin. Stephen. W- w- what it good in your world, bud? I don't know. After that super deep convo with uh, Jen, I feel like uh just feel... Like being a man is so easy in this world. Being a man is so easy in this world. Jeez. It took you this long to figure that out? No, I kind of knew it. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, just trying to trying to get ready to dig into a bunch of wedding album designing. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that we're like kind of caught up on photo editing and photo delivery. Um trying to get all our wedding albums done by the end of the year nice cool cool cool. because i like put that last on my to-do list how about you what do you got cooking in the good looking i've been watching a lot more television than i normally would uh and one of the things jen convinced me to watch is the show sex education and uh I've been watching that while bouncing the baby to get it to sleep. Uh, it getting it to sleep, it, her to sleep, and uh, she's genderless. We haven't decided. We're letting her choose. Yeah, uh, and sex education is just really good, man. Uh, not only is it really good, but um, listen, watching sex education, they have an artist who sings a bunch on a bunch of the different uh, episodes. Ezra Furman, mm-hmm. and her music is amazing. Just absolutely fell in love with her work and uh was like digging into her old stuff and just just really 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 great that's what i've been doing mostly also uh you know wheel of time just came out gotta give that a spin yeah what's that on i saw all the posts uh, like the promoted facebook ads about that um Wheel of Time is on Amazon Prime Amazon and it's based Prime. on a book series written right. by Robert Jordan Robert and Jordan. ended by Brandon Sanderson because Robert Jordan unfortunately passed away before he could finish the series. That's how good it was. This It literally killed yeah. him to write it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon Sanderson is the person I talked about last year because uh, I kind of stopped listening to podcasts for a while, and I listened to the audiobooks of every single book he's ever written. Really got into him, uh, and it was because he did such an amazing job finishing out the Wheel of Time. Mm. Like he's he's just a really good writer. I like him a lot. I I I'm behind on all things TV and movies because we've mm-hmm. literally I'm ne- I have never, and I I hope. Or maybe I don't hope, I don't know, that all of you photographers out there that are listening have just, you are coming through your busiest time of your lives. Um, I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I just, I've not even had time to, to devour the TV and the movies like I normally would do while I'm editing because I'm just so backed up on things that I, I can't even bear to lose a shred of focus or else I'm just, I'm not going to get it done. Um, and yeah, it's just like red notice has come out, which is supposed to be like blockbuster movie of the year. And I haven't gotten to see that all of the new Marvel movies this year. Haven't gotten to see any of those, uh, all of the Disney plus things, not seen any of those. Um, this winter, out, dude. Black this, Widow and Shang-Chi. Yeah, I haven't Shang-Chi seen those or Eternals. Are both really good. Or Eternals. Uh, yeah, Eternals will be on Disney Plus soon. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've read online, you maybe don't need to see that one in theaters, but Oh really? <laughs> yeah. No, so, but I you should read, watch uh you should watch Loki and WandaVision. Those Loki, are both aces, man. WandaVision, I'm like, uh uh but yeah, Loki, I've started it a couple of times and then uh, like my child will wake up and then I like, I'll like, Oh, I'll get back to that and never do. I mean, that's me and Mandalorian season two. I told Ian and Jen, I'd watch it with them. And then it's like trying to find a time where they can both watch and where Nora won't be awake because Nora is a uh, very scared of the things that go on in star Wars. Um, has proven that's to be how, the hardest Charlie thing is. possible. So we still haven't finished Mandalorian season two yet. Uh, Mandalorian season two is so good. Mm. That's like the only thing because we watched it straight through during Christmas break last year, mm. and it was super good. And Corinne, it was Thanksgiving so good that even Corinne liked it, which says a lot. Jen liked first season so enough that she wanted to watch second season with me which i never thought i'd get jen that interested in star wars right that's how i felt i'm like that's how good this is is like women who don't like star wars like mandalorian yeah well baby yoda's awesome so that's got going for you all right we got to wrap this up all right have a good night bud love you bye bye love you too bye 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 Yeah, I just want to feel sexy with a corn dog. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!